Welcome to God Mode Unlocked episode 88. We got a really exciting episode, and I feel like all of them are going to be exciting. Yeah. Because we're like in like the depth of the next gen announcements. And I'm not going to get into them this episode, but The Last of Us 2 spoilers are out there, and it tore my heart out if they're true. So um, get ready for me to trash The Last of Us 2 in a future episode. <laughs> for the next several weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, we generally don't go over spoilers, really. No. I think no, we we, did, we don't give spoilers. I think we did for Half Life Alex. We didn't give the spoilers, but we said like it does it does this for the yeah. series or something. But, but that's a prequel, so it doesn't count. Well, but it does set up a sequel supposedly. Yeah. So anyway, though, we got a, a huge Xbox leak, if it's to be believed. So last week we talked a ton about our predictions for PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Uh, so Windows Central, which is a very reliable website, reports that the Xbox Lockhart will soon be revealed. You said that this is definitely going to happen. I said no way. So you win. You win yeah. this one because it seems like it's going to be announced very soon. Uh, and the point of it is, for anybody who hasn't been listening, there's going to be two. If this plays out the way we expect, still, I guess we should say assume, presumably. Uh, there's the Xbox Series X, the super powerful console, but then this what has been codenamed Lockhart is going to be cheaper, like a very aggressively priced. So I'm thinking like somewhere between 300 and 400. You know, I, I had a bit of a come to but Jesus, weaker come to Jesus moment on this um, because I just got to think of if if Lockhart exists. Then that must mean... Which at this point, I think we can say it does. Then that must mean Series X must be very expensive. That's what, I, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> I want to I change my 499 <laughs> prediction. That's what, that's what, there's no way they sell Series X for less than 599 Yeah. I think you'll see Series X, 599 PlayStation uh, see, 4... Now- I'll be stunned. Or five, I'm sorry. Four ninety nine. I'll be stunned if they go five ninety nine. Lockhart. Because that's sort of a cursed number. Three ninety nine. That's sort of a cursed number now, five ninety nine. I think they're fine. Because they've got the lower console. Yeah. They've got so anyway, by comparison here, um the Xbox Series X is twelve teraflops. The what we're calling the Lockhart, which I'm really assume is gonna be called the Series S. Which is, you know, Microsoft has the dumbest naming scheme in the history of, <laughs> I of know. anything. I know. Xbox One, Xbox Series. I mean, the confusion. The one is where they really went wonky to me. Because, like, no, Xbox 360, okay. Like, whatever. That was fine. Yeah. Xbox 360. Xbox, Xbox 360. Okay. Xbox One. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, Xbox it create, Series. It creates huge confusion. Yeah. Now, do you mean the original Xbox or... Now you right, call the right. original the and original. I can't believe more people didn't have confusion, confusion. with that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't like the name, but anyway. Uh, four teraflops. So would I, a, a developer, I think it was Windows Central themselves, talked to a developer about this. And they said, you really have nothing to worry about because everything next gen, development-wise, is very CPU-based. And yeah. you have that in Lockhart. It's yeah. just the GPU, which is still better than the Xbox One X, I think. Yeah. Um, is not, you know, the GPU you're getting in the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. Yeah, you know, somebody pointed out something that I, 
you know, I, I'm not really the biggest tech head. Yeah, me either. I mean, I, I, I do my best. Yeah, exactly. I have a rough understanding, but they pointed out that four teraflops for whatever GPU class this is, yeah, might not be the equivalent to the four or the six teraflops that you find in the the one X. Mm-hmm. So you know, four here might actually be more than six, right? Because there. of the CPU. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how all that works. And the RAM. And but it's, well, I don't even know if it's the CPU. It, it might just be, you can't compare four teraflops in this architecture versus yeah. six teraflops in this. Because well, they, they might not compare like Well, that. and, you know, one thing that's always confused me for sure is, like, you'll have a, like, let's say I have a, like, on my computer, I have an i7-8700K. Yeah. Which is at 3.58 gigahertz or whatever it says. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But then there'll be, like, an i5 80 something 100k which is at more gigahertz yeah. it's like well which one of these is actually more powerful i i don't understand yeah, this is, yeah a few people do um but yeah so it might not be as bad as it looks and even if that's true like you say the, the cpu is going to be on a whole different level yeah i mean that's that's the real issue that would be the real bottleneck yeah. Is is well, if, plus it'll have solid state, yeah. which will be a huge upgrade. Like you can just change the resolution basically to compensate yeah. for the GPU, but yeah. the, the CPU that that needs to and be lower the high. FPS. Yeah, the CPU needs to be in the same ballpark, otherwise yeah. you're gonna have trouble. I so I think on Lockhart you'll basically be getting you'll know, you'll be able to play 4K. Everything will be 60 FPS. I think it'll your be games upscaled. are still gonna look great. I think it'll be upscaled 4K. Right. But who cares? Your games are still gonna look exactly. great. But your you know the Series X. You're able to do 8K. You're able to do 120 FPS. Yeah. So you're not going to get that out of the Lockhart, but it's going to be, it's not really going to be a, a, for most people, it's not going to be a drastically different experience. Unless you're somebody who's like, you know, just committed to the highest FPS you can get and, you know, like a competitive gamer. Well, I mean, it'll, for be, example. it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, this is getting closer and closer to PC like. Yeah. Um, if, if they give you the options to select between, and, and a lot of games do, you know, uh, uh, resolution or yeah. per- performance yeah. is usually what they call it. Resolution mode, performance yeah. mode. And, and even the lock car, even at four teraflops, it could it could still do 120 frames per second at 1080p. Turn off all the shadows. Yeah, at 1080p. So, I mean, the first people freaking out need to relax. When I play multiplayer games... I mean, I don't think they should freak out at all because you've got the option. Yeah. If you want the high end, you buy the high end. Yeah. If you want the entry level, you buy the. Entry I, I level. might. I'm. I'm seriously considering maybe I'll buy the locker. I don't know what I'll do, but um, like I know when I play any multiplayer game, the first thing I do is I go into all the graphics settings, like on PC. I turn off shadows. I turn off like all those lighting effects because yeah. in a multiplayer game you don't need them. So yeah. Just like you're saying, like. You're not going to notice that much difference in mo- or, no. or any no. in most games. The logo also leaked. Uh, I think my, well, my, I know what my reaction was. Well, I, I know what yours was. You know too, what mine but. was too. But, I mean, the way it leaked, it, it was very bare bones. Yeah. It was leaked in like it, 90 it, resolution. It did, yeah. It, it really looked like something from a clip art yeah. on Microsoft Word. But I'm sure once you see it up on a billboard with, with the console sitting next to it and you know, yeah. all stylized, I'm sure it'll look good yeah. if that's really what it is. I like it. I think it has a very modern... Right now, graphics are very like, clean and 
Uh, I don't know how to describe them, but I I felt like PlayStation's logo was, you know, what you know, which is fine. That works for them. Yeah. I like this logo. Uh, I like it more than the... Because I think you're still going to see the traditional Xbox logo and everything. The the ball with the X. And the the font and everything. I think it'll all flow well. well. But people just dumped all over this. I I think it looks... I think, like you said, in use, I think... Well, anything different, people always dumped all over. Got dunked on. Just got dunked on. So, amidst all of this, there was more stuff. that The Lockhart is going to be revealed as part of the May Xbox Showcase that we've been talking about for two episodes on this show now. So exciting. I know. This is like... So exciting. This week is... At the end of this week is May. I know. So... Thank uh, God. They're going to reveal a new headset, which is good news. Um, they're going to reveal Xbox Series X games, obviously. And I actually, we have word on two, two games, well, kind of two games here. Uh, so the first one is The Initiative, who is basically turning into Microsoft's Naughty Dog. Yeah. If you notice, half their employees well, are they literally Naughty Dog. They, they had basically stated that was their goal yeah. from the beginning. They're, they're the quadruple A. Yeah, cinematic. You know, yeah. I think they even said that we're going to have like cinematic. And, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be in Microsoft's Naughty Dog. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really think that Microsoft initially intended the coalition to be that. Yeah. Because that, that Shanghai game. Yeah. I, I And I, I think the way, like, I think that they got, and they're like, ah, this you isn't know, working. I... I Phil brought that game up in Shanghai. Yeah, I think it was in the interview he did with IGN, and he claimed first of all he claimed the game was never called Shanghai. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, we everybody made that up. Where is it? I could swore that was <laughs> no in the the actual trailer. No. no. Is, are you sure this I'm isn't positive. this isn't like? Do you think anybody would actually call it? This is this is this is a Mandela effect moment. <laughs> You are Thank from God the, that has made the podcast. We are from the alternate universe, one of us. <laughs> the Peanut Man also <laughs> does not have a monocle. Or whatever, the Peanut Man does have a monocle. Monopoly Man does not. But anyway, what were you saying about it? Just to be brought um, up. Yeah, I mean, clearly they were going to be... They're positioning them to be yeah. like, okay, here's our cinematic, you know. Yeah. And then it just never happened. I just think... Yeah, I think what they were working on didn't work out. And also... You know, Epic moved away from the Gears franchise, so yeah. they needed somebody to take over. I think maybe that was that was probably more than anything. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Rod Ferguson. But I think it's time to stick Gears on the shelf and uh, try something else. Well, it's funny because Gears Tactics, everybody's saying is a really good game, but most people aren't noticing that the Coalition didn't develop that game. Yeah. They they Gears Five is really good. Yeah, I, it I, looks great. I think their next game will be Gears Six, but with that said, I do. I would like to see them try something new. And I'd like to see 343 do the same in the long run. I'm not saying kill Halo, but at one point, give it a, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, we'll get to Halo in a second. The initiative, so Microsoft's Naughty Dog, a job post uh, featured some descriptions on the game that they're working on. So the game they're working on, they said, features weapons, gadgets, and camera surveillance equipment systems. So, what comes to mind when you hear all that? What Microsoft IP? Maybe they're making the new Splinter Cell. No, well, that's Ubisoft IP. Though. Yeah, but you know, they, they, I don't know. Everybody maybe they, else. Maybe they bought it away. Everybody else is saying 
Perfect Dark, which is the first thing. Oh yeah, that's making. true. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, I for some reason I always had it in my head that they would end up making Perfect Dark. Yeah. And I think it'll be. I don't think it'll be an FPS. No, it'll probably. It be, might be more like Splinter Cell. Yeah. It might be like a stealth. Oh no, it won't be like Splinter Cell. It'll be. But like, like third person cinematic. It'll. Yeah, I mean it'll probably be. Uncharted. I don't know. E. Yeah, that's what. It, it, but. But now it joins. But it's there. a spy game. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be. A, yeah, that would be an interesting take. Yeah. Um, doing like a cinematic spy game. Yeah. Maybe sort of almost like, almost like Metal Gear. Kinda. More sci-fi, even yeah. even more sci-fi, uh, uh, but more cinematic, futuristic, probably, and more, even more. No, Metal Gear is pretty damn cinematic. Yeah, that's especially true. yeah the later game. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're actually playing the game, yeah, it's it's, it's not very cinematic. Five is definitely five is. Uh, yeah, that's two, true. That's true. three, no, that's definitely. True. Not. I, I always think about three. Four when I talk about Metal Gear. Yeah, four was kind of cinematic playing it, but five was definitely. Um, Five is still, in my opinion, one of the best action games ever made. It's so good. It gets a everybody always fixates on the story, which is a whole different thing. But the gameplay systems were incredible. It's a shame that Kojima didn't get to continue to yeah finish the game. Well, not only that, but to use that engine, get to use the he yeah. he, he built a gameplay system that should there should have been a Metal Gear Solid Six on that engine. Yeah. It's so good. Would you rather see Splinter Cell or Perfect Dark? Splinter Cell oh, would be a long shot. Perfect Dark by far. Yeah. I mean... I think we'll get I think you could, I think, a new Splinter Cell eventually. Yeah. One way or another. But, I mean, I think the universe of Perfect Dark could be more interesting than Do you remember the end of Perfect Dark Zero? No. You don't? Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Well... <laughs> the, the, the little... I assume all that Perfect Dark... Is gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, we're going to put that on a shelf and that's yeah. going to be its own thing. yeah. But yeah, no, a, a perfect dark in like sort of the uncharted style. That, that could be real interesting. Just please, no falling trains and collapsing mountains. Well, and... I got bad news for you. <laughs> There's no way they'll use this. That's crap. That's I got crap. bad news for you. No. <laughs> if it's like that, then sell the initiative. Sell them to Sony and <laughs> just be done with it. Um, but a new Halo in a uh, new Halo toy line leaked. Or came out or whatever, and it's literally branded Halo Infinite. And uh, guess what? A lot of the toys are they're brutes. Brutes. So spoilers: the brutes are back in Halo Infinite. Do you think that's good or bad? Well, I always wish that they would they would return the elites to being like the main foe. Yeah. Um, moving away from that was such a blunder to me. Like, I, I thought that was such a mistake. Um, well, I did too. The brutes. I mean, they're okay, but they're. The Brutes weren't fun to fight in Halo 2 and 3. They were nowhere near, yeah, they were nowhere near the Elites. But but if you, original. when you play the newer Halo games, like 4 and 5, yeah. you realize that we fought Elites for so long, they're no longer fun either. Yeah. That's because true. we've been fighting Elites for 15 years now. I always thought, I always thought, like, you know, they got the Halo show coming up, hopefully. And, yeah. And uh, I always thought the, the Grunts always posed the biggest challenge to making, like, a a live action Halo. Yeah. Because the grunts are like so cartoony. Oompa Loompas. Like how, how do you, like you got like this really serious universe, this really yeah. kick ass guy and you know and then all these really serious enemies well, and then the grunts. If you remember in Halo, I don't remember if they continued it in 5, but in 4, 343 took a lot of the Covenant designs and they did try to make them, like grunts had like these like kind of almost like Fang. shark. Yeah. Team. Yeah. And uh, they tried to make it a little more a little less cartoony. Yeah. 
And I think they're going to have to do that for this show. They're going to have to make them a little more gruesome. I mean, I think they actually work well for, for a video game. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you got the suicide grunts yeah. and stuff. I think that works well. Yeah. But when you try and transition it to a very serious show or right. a movie, like I, I, I just think you'll end up seeing because the thing, the thing that I don't know how they'll do it in the show, but I assume that it'll be scaled down because like. In the game, you know, I like. I think grunts are actually like five feet tall if yeah. you look, but the Master Chief in his armor is like twelve feet tall. Yeah. So when you're playing the game, they do look like they're like munchkins. Yeah. But the actor playing the Master Chief, I assume, in his armor is going to be about six and a half, seven feet tall. So I don't know. Five foot grunt next to a seven foot man won't be that. Well, yeah, even even just to create the grunts, I mean, like that's gonna. Yeah. That just seems like it's gonna be. Such a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, like you can, you can. I mean, you can't really put a guy in a suit for a leap, but you, you probably could. Yeah. If you had to. Yeah. Or even a brute. But a grunt, like I, I just don't know. I don't know what. I think. What, what do you do? I got thinking about the enemies of Halo Infinite, and uh, you know, so the brutes kind of failed. I always liked the brute aesthetic. I always liked the concept of the brute. Yeah. I liked yeah. their weaponry. It had like a very like brute like kind of like medieval warrior type yeah. feel so I think they're going to do much better with it this time I hope and then I also think because everybody hates the Prometheans and I got thinking like what could they do to make the Prometheans like more fun to fight because they're basically just meat shields like oh, they take a ton of damage yeah. you hate fighting and, them yeah they're well they I mean they don't really react to anything no. they're just yeah they're Det- just bullet sponges so I, I think what they need to do with Prometheans and what I hope because if you've got the whole covenant with the brutes reintegrated, they've never reused the engineers since ODST. So I kind of hope they put those back in, which weren't really enemies, but they could work them in that way. So you've got the whole covenant, you've got all the brutes. I think you may see more new enemy types. Maybe like, well, the flutter assumed to be back, which I think is very likely. Yeah, I mean, that'd be good. I, I mean, so the, the flood were interesting. Yeah, so I think I think the flood will be back. So I think you can minimize the Prometheans, and I think what you do for the Prometheans, I think of like some like Doom demons, where they're just used so sparingly that when you do see just like one, yeah, it's like, like oh damn. Yeah. So then it's not like you're fighting like a whole army of like these yeah. bullet sponges and yeah. you're just spraying and spraying and spraying and grenade and grenade. It's just one, and it. Having that one on the field makes like a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. So that's what I'm hoping for. Please listen to 43. I mean, I don't know. I, I, like, maybe they need more. Like Halo Wars. I love Halo Wars because. Did you play Halo Wars 2? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I bought like the special edition. Because there's rumors yeah. that the bad guy from that. Is going to be significant. In really? Yeah. I guess everybody loved him. Atriox? Yeah, I guess yeah. everybody loved him. Um, yeah. Well, and see, that that was where I was going to go, is in Halo Wars, like, there's way more, like, individuality. There's way more just stuff. Yeah. And it makes the universe much more interesting. I always recognize a lot of cool vehicles in Halo like, Wars. When you play when you play Halo 5, when you see a Promethean, it's the same you know, it's the same yeah. Promethean everywhere. Yeah. Like there's and when you see an elite, it's the same elite everywhere. Yeah. You know, maybe they have slightly different colors, but there's no individuality. Yeah. To them. There's no you know, like they don't have special gear, they don't have 
like Halo Wars, like it's just way more, you know, creative. Yeah, like it makes you way more interested in the universe yeah. itself. So I really hope that's the direction. Like I hope they realize, like, hey, that that made Halo way more interesting yeah. than just shooting Elite X and yeah. Elite Y. And so I, I hope they do that. I hope they bring in like a lot of the detail and individuality that you find in Halo Wars, which is ironic because Halo Wars is about large it's armies. But, yeah. But you know, like the grunts all have like different weapons and and. The vehicles all look different for the you know the different classes or the, mm-hmm. or the different uh, groupings of the uh, covenant. Yeah, and, and the same went for the uh, UNSC uh, Marines. You know, like depending on who your leader is, they they look differently. Yeah. They have different weapons. Like I want to see that. I think you will because they've already set the ground for that. Because like the the covenant that you're fighting in Halo Four and Five are like a sect. Uh, because like the Arbiter's group is still friendly yeah so you'll have that group you'll have the the religious sect I think the Brutes will be their whole own thing you'll have the Prometheans you'll have the Flood and I still wish to this day like Halo 4 seems to set set us on a path to like and they have told us more and more about the Forerunners like they've explained 4 and 5 explained a ton but you had the didact, and I forget what his wife's name was there. Um, she was like an AI at that point, yeah. pretty much, or yeah. a vision. Yeah. But do you remember the end of four? She gives the Master Chief powers of some kind. Do you remember that? Yeah. So they set, they introduce an actual forerunner, the didact. They introduce another forerunner, and so I thought for sure, you know, like the story was going to be like, there's more forerunners out there, and eventually we'll be fighting them. And nope, at the end of four, you just kill off the didact, and it was all. And I was like, well, we've been through the whole original Halo series one, two, three, Reach, ODST. They were dropping all this story about the Forerunners, and it was always yeah. so intriguing. Yeah. And when four came, I was like, oh my God, it's finally here. We're going to, you know, meet the Forerunners. We're going to fight the Forerunners. And then they're like, here's one, and it's out. And I was like, what? <laughs> we did 15 years for this story. Exactly. So, I don't know. But yeah. I'm excited about Infinite. I think they've got a lot of yeah. choices. I mean, I'm excited for what it could be. Yeah. And so, you know, I hope, like, this, the, the sound of being able to, like, travel anywhere. And, you know, yeah. it is, On right? They, they did say, I mean, the leaks have said it's going to be, like, Destiny-like, right? Where, I mean, the leaks say that you can basically... There's been various leaks, but... They say there's, like, a campaign, you know. Yeah. But then you'll be able to, like, literally, yeah, traverse, like, the entire Halo and explore it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love that. I think yeah. it's great. Uh, but I hope that there is sort of, like, some sort of progression system. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Rather than, you know, I, I think Halo, for a while, Halo was trying to be, like, Call of Duty, I think. And I think that's just the wrong direction. Yeah. I think it, it needs to go in a different direction. Because it's, you know, they're two different things. And... Well, the original Halo, the ex- not only was the combat amazing, but there was just so much to, like, find and see. Like, we just used to roam around, like, in the Warthog. Like, oh, just yeah. Yeah. See I mean, exploration. Find. And I thought, the, I thought the original trailer for Halo Infinite sort of hinted at, like, I okay, so. yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it. Like, because it starts with, like, going underwater. Yeah. And all that. And yeah. So it just sort of gave you the, the, the feeling thing. of, like, yeah, yeah, like, you're exploring and yeah. looking around. Um. 
So hopefully they hopefully that's what the game delivers is is that yeah because in the original Halo it was fun just to drive around and see what you could try and find because yeah. they were great about putting Easter eggs out. Yeah, there. yeah, and now that was what two thousand one. Yeah, nineteen years ago. Yeah. So now just yeah. Um, so flipping gears here, a large investor group bought a $1 billion stake in Nintendo and says they're aiming to expand Nintendo's reach. And do you know who they compared what their goal to? Um, Disney? You're going to cringe. No, no. <laughs> they said they want to help Nintendo be like another company. Directly said this. Activision. Close. EA. Oh, man. <laughs> What was Why? Your, what was well? What was, what was what? What's your reaction to all of this? What do you think? Um, on the one hand, I think it's good. Yeah. I think, I think it's good. Um, you know, they do need a little bit of a push. To, especially like with online. Yeah, for sure. Um, but on the other hand, it does scare me a little bit. Yeah. Because I I like. I don't want to say I like you Nintendo's like online being crap, but, yeah. <laughs> but I like how Nintendo does things in Nintendo's way. Yeah, you know, like they got their own like corporate culture, and that's just how they're going to be. I think that's. On one hand, it I'm afraid if you I'm afraid if you yeah. change that and you just make them EA in Japan. Well, then, that's terrifying then, to everybody. Then that's that all you have is terrifying. I mean, then they, then they just become another fake. I think Nintendo's strength and their biggest weakness is they seem to have for the past 30 years worked in a vacuum yeah they 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 basically come up with these crazy ideas and they see them through until they're you know great and they release it and they don't care what you know anybody else is really doing um i think that's their greatest strength this helps them be unique because they're not influenced by the trends of yeah gaming but it has also been their greatest weakness because we go back to the GameCube. Online gaming was yep. blowing up then. Yep. And they always say, oh, it's a trend. It's a fad. It's a fad. It's a fad. <clears throat> well, here we are 15 years later. It is basically the main way to game now. And, and Nintendo still really does not give a flying... And that's... You, you, you respect that they... I'm just going to do their own thing on one hand. But on the other hand, you see them make a game like Splatoon 2, which you know could benefit so much from a more robust online. Just just having more players and more f- functionality. You know, what's a, you know what's a real fun thought is when we were back in the old GameCube heaven days about yeah. 20 years ago, like we kept wishing, oh, you know, I hope I hope Nintendo catches up to Microsoft or, or even Sony. Yeah. In like in terms of like online and stuff. Yeah. And you know, every year we'd be like, oh, maybe this is the year that they'll, they'll, they'll pull <laughs> Still it not here. Twenty years later, <laughs> Still and not they, here, guys. they barely moved anywhere. <laughs> Quite literally. I mean, they had. I think the one of the only online games on GameCube was PSO. Yeah. That was like it. That's the only one I can remember. That's, like that, that's, that's exactly what came to my mind. I was like, I was trying to think, like, did they have online? And then I was like, well, they had Fantasy Star. And then I was like, I, I think I, that's it. I can't. I couldn't think of anything I else. I can't either. I really can't. I can't remember what the. 
Like I was trying to remember, you had you had to have like an expansion. It was a right? giant gray adapter. It looked yeah. like an asthma inhaler that yeah. stuck into the back here, GameCube. Jeez, and it's it's still pretty much. That way. <laughs> you still got to connect for the, your online chat. You got to connect to your yeah. phone. Well, and you also got to get an adapter to plug in your switch to a, a corded, you know, to the Ethernet. That's insane. I just bought one like. That's ago. insane. Yeah. So you can't even play your Switch online without the adapter? No, you can. I mean, you can't play it with an Ethernet. Oh, you can oh, only use okay. Wi-Fi. Okay. I got but it's that. Wi-Fi. Isn't that great? So but so I can, I can uh, soften your fear a little bit because I have found out that this investor group, they bought 2% of Nintendo. Yeah. So they're going to be a voice, but they have no... Yeah, leverage, and they—they're not the types. Like I looked into this, they're—they're they're not the type to, um, you know, like want want a seat on the board even. Yeah. You know, like they—they they just want to talk to people. You know, and cl- behind closed doors. Hopefully, they can just kind of be annoying. Yeah. And and, and, that's and, and push them forward. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no reason that Nintendo shouldn't be exploring mobile more than they are. I I mean, if, yeah, if they online if they, gaming, if they kick them in the rear and say, you we know, don't want them to make different games. Exactly. I don't want to see the culture change. I just want to see the infrastructure online and you know maybe more mobile games. Yeah. That's it. And I'm a thing, shareholder. The so. thing is, the thing is about mobile games too is like not everybody likes mobile games. Mo- I would argue most of uh, Nintendo's mobile games have been quality. B, they're huge money makers. So if you want, you know, Nintendo's other games that have bigger budgets, let them make some money on mobile. Yeah. Even if you don't like them, you know, let them make the money. Yeah. And then. Don't have more ability. Yes, yeah. yeah. It just makes sense. Um, now, watch what will happen. Is they'll probably be like, well, you should get out of this console stuff and go make mobile only. <laughs> go make trading cards. Way more, you know, way better price. To Do you remember the, when there was a fad that return. they were selling, like, football and baseball cards that came in a can? Do you remember that? A can? They came in literally in a, in a metal can. I don't really remember And you that. pop the top off like a thing of Pringles. You don't remember that? It lasted really. for like six months and then died. It was kind of like the bagged milk in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> like it was one yeah. person's <laughs> right idea that they got through, and then yeah. everybody realized immediately it's just terrible. I, I, I talked to other people about the bagged milk, and nobody, nobody remembers it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody else had it. It was a New York State. I thought it was like a It was a New York State. State only thing. Yeah, and nobody else knew what I was yeah. talking about. I was like, okay, okay. You guys missed out. Um, so, rumor has it that a new Crash Bandicoot is in development. This is pretty much confirmed. And not just a remake or a, you know, but a new full-scale AAA Crash Bandicoot game. And surprise, Sony has the marketing rights. That you, makes sense. Do you think Crash will ride again? I'm amazed that they don't own Crash Bandicoot. How did they let that one get away? Like it's I, very unsigned. I, I watched an entire documentary on... Same Naughty thing Dog. with Spyro. And, and Crash Bandicoot really put them on the map. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And the whole the whole vision when they started Crash Bandicoot was they, they looked around and they were like, okay, Nintendo has Mario. Um, you know, Microsoft wasn't really there yet. yet. And uh, Sega, Sega, has Sonic. Sega Sonic. So they said, well, this new Sony you know console doesn't really have a mascot. Yeah. So we're going to be the mascot. And it worked. Yeah. And they were. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Sony never picked up the rights when they when they had the chance. What I think is really funny is uh, 
they let both Spyro and Crash go, both of which are coming back into prominence now. Yeah. But I also saw there's a, or it's a rumor at least, but it leaked, I'm pretty sure. There's a new Crash game in development for mobile, and people got instantly pissed because it looks a lot like an infinite runner. Yeah. And it pretty much is. Probably. Like, and I was like, <clears throat> and I immediately said, are you guys stupid? The Crash Bandicoot was the original Infinite Runner. Those yeah. games were like, yeah. that's what they were. Except they had an end. There's a level. It, you know, an end to the level. It really and I was is. like, why does that bother you? Like, you're getting a new Crash Bandicoot game. Yeah. Quit your crying. The things they achieved on the PlayStation 1, and it was even early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch that document, you would be so impressed. I mean, they, they literally had to, like, hack the PlayStation and delete some of the libraries that they didn't need <laughs> because they needed they needed more space to make, like, the game 3D like that. What do you think about... Yeah, when you think about that game, there really isn't many other games out there like them. No. And, and when you think... I mean, if you actually go back and compare Crash to other games yeah. on the, on the console at the time, it blows them away. Yeah, I mean, it's really good. Like when Crash gets run over by the boulder and he becomes like that, like paper Crash, you know, like yeah. flattened. Yeah, yeah. Like you will not find any other game that comes close to doing yeah. that. Like they, they are so proud of themselves for and being see, able to that's, do that. That's why, like, one of the first PlayStation One games I played was Spyro the Dragon, and I loved it because it was just like the game felt. When you go back and play it now, it feels like almost linear. Yeah. At the time, it felt so big. It felt like oh, you could yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. And you could, like, no game had ever truly given you the sensation of flying. Yeah. And it was just like, this I, is I great. remember this playing is that. I remember playing that in the aisle at Toys R Us. Yeah. And just being like, wow. This is next gen. Yeah, I need this. Yeah. You know? I never ended up buying it, but. So look out for that, Sony fans. Sony marketing rights. It'll be multi platform, but Sony has the marketing. Or it might even be limited time exclusive. Who knows? So we got some streaming news this week. Two different bits. And the first one was that Facebook finally... Uh, it depends on who you ask, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, launched a dedicated Facebook gaming app. It's out now on Android. Still not out on yet. It on will iOS. be out on iOS at some point. At some point. Um I guess I'll start with this one because I'm really into streaming and I'm always watching the landscape and paying attention to it. So, you know, your reaction was, I think you've definitely always believed they need a dedicated yeah, app. Yeah. I believe that's true in Facebook's case. But it's interesting because YouTube rolled out a dedicated app. They had YouTube gaming. Yeah. It totally flopped. So... You know, it's not necessarily like the move, but for Facebook, I think it makes sense because Facebook is much different than YouTube. YouTube is just just video, just on-demand video, whereas Facebook is a much different thing. Yeah. Facebook's just like Instagram is. Yes, it's part of Facebook, but it's it's its own thing. So I think it's good that Facebook launched a dedicated Facebook gaming app. I think it's an advancement for them. I showed I showed you the login page, right? Yeah. So when I first fired it up, I thought this thing, when I first saw it, because this wasn't going to launch until June, and they bumped it up because of quarantine. Yeah. They wanted to get it out there. Smart thinking. So this is, uh, it only showed Captive it for a second. Audience. Um, when you first boot it up, I thought the color scheme, when I saw it, I was like, they nailed it. Like, they, they this app, they did a really good job. Watch. 
oh shit it's not gonna do it now <laughs> there you see it for a yeah, second yeah, it's yeah. like the instagram yeah color scheme and i was like that's brilliant because instagram's big with kids facebook gaming same color scheme the app is okay the problem i have with the app is so facebook's trying to walk this weird middle ground Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube's got its own problem, and as we've discussed on the show, it's kind of competing against its own on-demand videos. Yeah. Twitch, Mixer, Caffeine, Theta, DLive, whatever, it's all live video. Facebook's still trying to run this weird Facebook gaming in between. So this isn't just this isn't just live streams. So I open it up, and the first thing it shows me is a post from April twenty-first. Well, the next one is from Friday. These aren't, it's not really showing me live video. It's yeah. kind of showing me a Facebook feed. Yeah. Which I don't think is smart. I, I, I think I can get this feed on my Facebook app. I don't need this. I yeah. need Facebook gaming live streams front and center. And I think it's a mistake for them not to focus on that because if it's a Facebook gaming live streaming app, yeah. show me live video. Don't show me. You know, some streamers Facebook post from last Friday. I, I, that's great. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, maybe I sort of like that, though, that it does that. Yeah? Why? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I was sitting here thinking about how I've actually, I think Facebook has actually impressed me recently with how they've been able to reinvent themselves. Yeah. Like, for I thought for sure, like about a, a year ago. Yeah. Year two, maybe in three years ago, when Zuck was in front of Congress, I thought bullets. I thought for sure, like okay, Facebook is done. Yeah, like, dead. the kids don't care, nobody cares. Yeah, like, this thing's on its way out. It's, yeah. it's going to die. But recently, I found myself drifting more Bad. into Facebook. Yeah, and it's because, and I've been thinking about it, and it's because like, you know, you go to YouTube when you watch something on YouTube, it's usually got to be at least. Two minutes, five minutes long. Yeah. But I feel like on Facebook, I've been sharing a lot of stuff from Facebook that's like 15 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds. Like yeah. they got a lot of good videos like that. And, and you know, so that just that alone, like having that Facebook watch, I think they call yeah. it. I think that's brilliant. And obviously they have Instagram and now they got Facebook gaming, which for whatever reason, if I'm going to watch streaming, I, I do tend to go to Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and... I already told you I'm not big into streamers. Yeah, yeah. Like I do not follow streamers. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. Yeah. But if you know if I'm interested in the game. Yeah. And I want to check it out, that's when I watch streaming. Yeah. Like you know, or maybe if I'm bored, I will open it up and just flip through and see. I see haven't what tried it yet, but, but I can't. I can't just watch like one person. I haven't tried it yet, but one of the things that they said when they talked about fit the Facebook gaming app was they wanted to make it really easy to stream from on Facebook gaming from the Facebook gaming app, which I haven't tried it to test their theory. Yeah, I heard. I heard that something. But like, I feel yeah. like that would be that is a good idea because I think that may help them carve out a niche to focus on casual mobile games. Yeah, which is as I've said on the show before Facebook's gaming obsession they started that with like Farmville like 10 years ago like yeah. those integrated Facebook games were brilliant and I think if they can start that those wheels again like these like Facebook exclusive games and you could stream them really easy I mean the button's right there yeah it's I think if they could carve out that niche that's smart 
But, we'll but you know, if that works, that's going to make me think. You know, Xbox has their activity feed, yeah. and that sort of reminds me of the the activity yeah. feed. Yeah. And it just makes me think. Well, if that works, maybe Microsoft should have combined the mixer and, and Xbox activity feeds into one. They should. They Microsoft really needs to. So I, I really feel like the next set gen of Xbox hardware and software is going to be a very big success. Uh, they've had a lot of things that are big successes. And I feel like Mixer is on that list of things that they need to look at and reinvent and invest in. So we'll see if they do. See, I think what you're proposing, I think, isn't that like how Twitch is? Like, you know, just streamer, 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 streamer. Just live video? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Front and center, so front and center. If you... If you, uh, on-demand videos are there. So like, let's, let, let me just say, let me just use my channel. If you want to watch, you know, just my streams, even if I'm not live, you can go to my channel and see that. You can watch old ones. It's yeah. not a problem. But but everything when you log in front and center, it's, it's like turning on the TV. Yeah. It's what's on right now. Yeah. It's, that's what it is. So uh, I think Mixer does the same. You know, yes. They have just what's what's live, yeah. Know, stream, stream, stream. So I think it's a good idea to try and differentiate yourself somehow. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see if that works. I just, yeah. But if it yeah. works, I think Microsoft would be smart to try and copy that. We'll see what happens. Um, so other streaming news. Speaking of all those platforms, uh, a new website called Pop Dog, Pop Dog, as I keep calling it. Uh, launched this week, popdog.com. This is a really interesting concept. Yeah, it is. So this took, it's taking Twitch, Mixer, and YouTube, which isn't actually live yet, but they said it's very soon. And they're putting all those platforms, live streams on one page. So you log in, and anybody you follow on any of those platforms, it's all listed in one spot. And it'll show you, using an algorithm, it shows you, like, what are the biggest streams on all the platforms, not just one. Uh, there's, like, a competitive gaming page. So, like, any professional matches happening in any game yeah. are on there. So basically, they're trying to make browsing streams. So instead of having to go to Twitch and they're like, ah, well, no, nothing here, and then go to Mixer, well, nothing here, and then yeah. go to you, put it all in one place. That's so clever. It is a good idea. Like, I feel like that's, that's the type of thing that... Like, Average Joe's like you and I don't even think like you can do. Yeah. Like you don't even think it's legal. Well, that 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 was my question, and I, I wanted to point out two things. Uh, first of all, the group behind Pop Dog is very very successful. They they are the business group that signed Ninja Shroud, all these big streamers, and shortly after they got got them all together in this. Um, Agency, yeah. They all started signing those multi-million dollar deals to go to Mixer, go to YouTube, go to Facebook. So they know what they're doing. Yeah. But I do have to wonder, and I guess it is legal because you can just, I can embed a Twitch stream in our website. Like, it's legal. It, well, it but re- Twitch and, and Mixer, they got to be furious. It reminds me of, like, you know, Apple News. Yeah. Where- you know, they, they don't write any of these Stealing stories. They just stick, yeah, they just stick everybody else's stories in their own, like... Uh, so if that's legal, this has to be legal. That, that was my first thought. I think it's legal. But I would think that these platforms are going to be furious. Because everything that YouTube does, like their entire everything, their programmers, their marketing, 
they are dedicated to keeping you on YouTube. That's why, yeah. you know, while you're watching a video, it suggests videos to you. While you're watching, you can click on screen. It has a whole suggested list. Like, that's all they want is for you to click on. How are we going to get them to click another video to stay on our platform to make more ad revenue? Yeah. That's their entire thing. And now these guys are coming along and telling people, hey, you don't have to watch it on YouTube. You can watch it right here. And that has to make that. If you're YouTube's yeah. engineers, you gotta be furious. Yeah. I would think. I, I don't know. But. Well, yeah. I mean, YouTube definitely likes to do that. I mean, like they got uh, with their music service. They got like you know, if you play one song, they instantly right. turn into like a radio station and start playing other songs, right? Just to keep you, just to try and keep you on. Yeah. And I love that. And I can't believe Apple Music doesn't have that. Well, I mean, it's just good business too because then they can use all those stats and say, look how much time people spend exactly. on our platform and go to advertisers. And, and it say, does. It definitely like, you know, I'll put on one song, but I'll have no idea what else I want to listen to. And then they, yeah, then and I find so many songs. You know, those rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I really think Pop Dog in the long run will be a success. I did a YouTube video on it this week, actually. Uh, I think right now it's really in its fledged fledgling days but I think it's because of the people behind it it's yeah. just we'll see I mean if they put on an IPO I, I'd be on it yeah uh, here is a freaking tragedy of a I can't believe I so Bethesda released the Doom Eternal official soundtrack they didn't release it with the game which sounds kind of odd doesn't it like why would the soundtrack not be out right away yeah well and I've been talking about how genius they're, they're, well, he's not theirs. He doesn't work for them directly. But he did the music for Doom 2016, two out of the three last Wolfenstein games, and Doom Eternal. He's a freaking musical genius. Like, these games would not be what they are without his music. Like, 100%. Like, I can't think of games that are, the music is more central to, like, ever. So... Bethesda released the Doom Eternal soundtrack, and they did not, not only did they not let him mix it, but they didn't take his input even. They mixed it themselves, and they put it out and released it to everybody. And he hasn't said too much. Like, he, he didn't, like, throw a temper tantrum at all, but, like, people were, like, asking him a lot of questions. Like, you know, are you happy with it? Like, did you mix this? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, like, it was, like, one or two sentences. He's, he's like, no, I only mixed three tracks, and... I will likely never be working with them again. Yikes. And that was like... They really... Because I've been loving Doom Eternal so much. It was like pulling at my heartstrings. Like... They like shot themselves in the foot so hard. Yeah. Like... Could you imagine... I don't know. Like think of another... Well didn't... Didn't... Um, didn't Halo have the same situation where they had to let Marty go? Destiny. Was it? Bungie with Destiny. Yeah. Marty did the entire soundtrack for Destiny was before that it was out. Really? Yeah. And then uh, Activision. See, I thought. Threw I thought. It all out. I thought it was when he was working with Halo. Mm-mm. And he he made some sort of political post and they kicked him out. No. Well, I think that was part of the problem with the whole fallout with him, but he. But I can't remember if it was with Bungie or was it Three Forty Three at that point. He never joined Three Forty Three. Oh, okay. Uh, so he was with Bungie. He did the entire soundtrack for Destiny, and then like Activision's marketing team came in and they threw like almost all of it out. They're like, "No, we're gonna go in a different 
different direction. He had spent years on the soundtrack. Yeah. And he basically stood as... So artistically... He was one of the OGs, was he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Artistically, he stood his ground and said, like, no way in hell. You know? I was hurt. I mean, because they'd been working on Destiny for a long time. Yeah. I mean, even if it was just conceptual. Yeah. But it had been a long time they, they had an idea for yeah. it. So to, to, like, make it to actually working on it, you know, to, to yeah. actually be working on it. And then get thrown the whole off. Thing was it done. must be like, oh, God. The whole thing was done. All yeah. the music was done. And they said, like, they took... I think they finished... The, it started with, like, the debut trailer. So he scored the music in the trailer. They put out the first trailer and it didn't have his music in it. They used, like, something that they had their own. And so Marty tried to, like... Like, I kind of get both sides, but... I wonder what he... What, what did he try to do? He like, stood his ground. Like, but- he, he, he's like... Was, he, was it sort of a Halo vibe he was going with, or was it? Uh, it was a little more spacey, like um, even more fantastical kind of. Yeah. You could the whole thing's out. He released it. It's mm-hmm. called the Music of Spheres, is what he named it. Um, but but basically, he what I think happened is he he did throw a temper tantrum. I mean, he he's like over my dead body, yeah. you know. Like I'm not. Too bad, you know. I'm not. I'm not giving in. No, I'm gonna have to listen. To those and guys. everybody else at Bun- show everybody else at Bungie was basically like, "Yeah, Marty, you you gotta go. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they just signed like a fifty million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah. that, you know, like like give in or go. And then he he even like he had a massive fallout with the staff. Even like the, he won't talk to them anymore That's because sad. they all threw him under the bus. That's sad. And you know what he's doing now? Not damn thing. <laughs> Which is sad. I always yeah. wanted 343 to pick him up. I mean, because Halo's theme is one of the most iconic oh, yeah. in video games. Too. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be like, so this, to me, this thing with Mick Gordon, who's a musical genius, and in my opinion, is like literally deserves so much credit for the rebirth of Doom. It'd be like having like the first Halo come out and then like telling Marty like, we don't care. Yeah, we don't need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and it's like that Halo theme. Like, so it was yeah. so important to the yeah. success of the game. And it's be like, yeah, we don't care what you think. So, they really might have, Bethesda really might have screwed up. So, I wanted to have a quick discussion about anti-cheat measures. And I, and I wanted to pick your brain on this. Because there's been a lot of controversy lately about, like, a cheaters ruining a lot of games because it's so widespread, but then B like, how much is too much? Is this? Are we talking purely PC here? Pretty much. Consoles are much harder. I gotta to say, yeah. I mean, I remember in Halo Two days there were cheaters. Yeah. But it seems like after after that, like I I've never encountered well, cheaters. There, like, Halo Two. Sense. So back in the day, there was really only like two type of cheaters, and that it was like. People who glitched through geometry, yeah. which was the game's fault. Yeah. And then there was standby people who were literally hitting a button on their modem. Yeah. Like, that wasn't like hacking. No. That was like, hey, mom, hit the button. Yeah. Um, but so there's been some controversy. Uh, I guess it's just down to quality assurance. Um, you'll never totally overcome it. Yeah. It's, it's like any scam. Like, when you shut down one, ten more pop up. But on PC, it's, it's different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. PC, it's, it's very You different. can change game code. You yeah. can. Um, but a lot of people reacted really negatively to Valorant's anti-cheat. Because Riot promised, like, 
the cleanest net code and like the best anti-cheat of any shooter ever. Like flat out. That's what they said. Like that's what you're gonna get with our game, which is a bold claim. And they seem to have delivered it. And people have done some digging into like, well, why is it holding up so well? And it's because their anti-cheat runs on your PC the entire time your PC is on, whether you're playing the game or not. Wow. And a lot of people, well, that's what some find people... find that very invasive. Do you? Um, that, was my, that was my question. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, but does it, ma- does it make a difference? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not the type of person where I'm like, oh, you know... The government's Get coming off my for lawn. me. Yeah, like I better go put on my tinfoil hat. But I mean, if if they have access to your computer the entire time, yeah. whether you're playing the game or not. Yeah. I mean that's that's access to your computer. Mm-hmm. I mean if you're if you're doing confidential stuff, you know. Yeah. They apparently they have access to that. They, I mean, and, well, I don't know what permissions it has, but yeah, probably quite a few. But I mean, well, if I mean if. They have access to your computer. Yeah, they yeah. have access to your computer. And the thing I think, I always, I'm at the. And I'm, they can they can have permissions, but I yeah. don't know if I like. And and those you know, even the thing that people always say is, well, their intentions may be good. You know, they might not have any problems. But what what if when somebody hacks Riot, and then uses, what Riot has embedded into your computer yeah. to access you know. Or what if one of the employees just kind of goes rogue? Goes rogue. Yeah. I mean, because we've we've heard stories like that at Amazon and uh, yeah, you know, like with the uh, smart speakers, which, yeah. which I have a few around here. Um, so we've heard that where Zoom. where they Zoom's they, had a ton of security. They they use um, their access to these things inappropriately. Yeah. The employees, so I'm, it can happen. It does happen. I I totally like submit myself to the fact that it does happen and you know like there's risks and stuff but to me like this type of stuff I'm just like I'm like this is like the future guys like it's one of those things where like you know like oh my god like I get like 10 emails a day about how my data was leaked by some company it's like you know what if somebody really wants my stuff they can get it like I don't easy like if you don't have my bank account numbers like am I you know like if you can't steal my identity I really don't. Like care. all my stuff must be my, over half the internet. My people freak out when their email address gets leaked. It's like it's just an email address. Yeah. Like let them send me spam mail all day. Yeah. I don't care. It, it's the the world we live in. Like, yeah. I, I get why people are concerned, and you know, I guess my response would be, well, don't play the game. Yeah, and I you always, don't have to. You know, if if it's just privacy that you're worried about. I always think like if someone wants to spy on me, like that's great because I'm so boring. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be more of a punishment well, for them. You know, it, for me. it's like I don't remember who who it was that said uh, some analysts or some old manager or whatever. You know, when the Astros scandal came out and people were flipping out, and you know I understand, but it was like a seventy-something-year-old manager, and he and he was like, you know, I get it, but guys. We've all been stealing signs since the beginning of time. Like, we're, it's all, of course, like, we try to steal each other's signs. Like, yeah. people have been trying this since the first pitch was ever thrown. Yeah. You know, like. It's like, why do you think they give the signs between their legs? Yeah, yeah like, the, Astro, <laughs> the Astros got caught. And, yeah. and, you know, but, like, hey, that shocked. Like, we've all been doing, <laughs> not, they, not that they've all been doing it like that, but, 
you know, we've been trying to figure our way around this for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, you know the game, essentially. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just probably overblown. But at the same time, it could be used against you. Yeah. I do like this idea. PUBG rolled out interesting. Uh, and I kind of... Every time I have to deal with two-factor authentication, I kind of curse it out. Because I'm like... It's just, I feel like it's a waste of my time. I'm like, God, you know, I'm on my computer and i got to go to my phone and type in whatever. You know, if, I, will, I will put the one caveat. If we ever do get, like, true AI, like... Yeah. And then, you know, you got systems where, like, it's always connected to your house yeah. or your computer. Yeah. Then I'd start to worry. Yeah. And then you got Cortana <laughs> going rampant. And, yeah, exactly. But so PUBG rolled out a system that I do think is interesting. You have to have two-factor authentication to log in now. That's So basically, if you get caught cheating, you know, whatever phone your your account is linked to or whatever, wow. it's yeah. not going to affect your phone. That's clever. But you'd have to essentially... Get a yeah. new phone or something. Yeah, so if you create a new account, you still have to go to the phone. Yeah. Which obviously isn't going to be different. Right. Right. You know, I mean, for yeah. most people. Yeah. I mean, some people have like burner phones. Right. And see, that's the thing. Like, that's what I was saying. People are going to try to, that's what I was talking about the baseball references. People are going to try to find ways to cheat until the end of time. And they yeah. will. Yeah. It's just, I, 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 the other thing I don't really, I really don't get about it is why is it any fun to do that? Like, like aim bots and stuff, yeah. Where your your gun literally just immediately well, aims at everybody's head. I think they they think it's funny when people like rage. rage, yeah. Trolls, I guess. Yeah, but it's not fun. Like to me, you're not you're not. That's why. That's why you know if I ever encountered people like that, I just tried to be, you know, like just get out oh, of the room. Okay, yeah, I just leave the lobby. Yeah, see ya. Like I I don't want to give them the satisfaction. Yeah, see you guys. Um, have you heard about this Starlink thing? Uh, is is that the one? I, I get them all. I get all these star <laughs> things. Oh, like Starlink. Okay, that's Elon it's Elon Musk, Musk yeah. internet. Yeah. What do you? Can you tell me the story of this? Do you know much about it? Just that he's launching up thousands and thousands of satellites. Yeah. To like essentially blanket the planet. Yeah. And so you'll. Be <laughs> that able sounds to, scary already. So you'll be able to get like internet no matter where you are. And I heard it's. Supposedly high quality. Yeah. And it's only sixty dollars a month. The thing is, is the real interesting bit is he's putting up so many satellites that yeah. people are starting to get like concerned. Space junk. Yeah. Well, essentially, like you won't be able to you won't be able to duplicate this because he'll have so many yeah. satellites. He'll own all the. That he'll the, essentially have like the own all the property. Yeah. yeah. So people are starting to get a little worried about that. Do you ever worry too that like we're gonna have so much crap floating off? I guess it's no different than driving a car, but like. When we're launching launching things into space, space vehicles, yeah, there's just gonna be crap everywhere. Yeah. Well, like, that's that's like, a very real concern. I, I don't know. In that fact, it some is, people but. some people are some people are convinced, and there's there's a name to this theory that we're gonna put so much crap up there that we're not gonna be able to leave the planet. Like, like the gravitational force won't work. Or? No, because just, we're gonna block just, ourselves. Yeah, we're in. gonna essentially block ourselves <laughs> in. Like, you're just not gonna leave. You have to blast through it all. Well, yeah. there goes your internet because Apollo twenty nine blew through I, I think that, ten of Elon's I think that theory even has like some sort of name, but yeah, some people are convinced that's what's gonna happen to us. Like the watchers on the wall. <laughs> I do. When I heard this though, this this sounded like one of Elon's ideas that I was like. I could be down for this one. Like, yeah, it like, would be cool. A lot of his ideas, works. right? Like, a lot of his ideas just sound like, yeah, that's never gonna happen in our lifetime. Yeah. This one, I'm like, 
Oh, I could see it, and it could actually benefit. Yeah, it could it be would, some competition. It would be extremely cool if it were. Yeah. So we're finally getting to our what have you been playing and watching or listening to segment. Oh, now we do this. Take it away. Um, yeah, I've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Octopath Traveler. Yeah. A ton. Uh, I'm starting to get a little burned out. In fact, I was, I was looking at uh, Uncharted. You'll never I was thinking, I was, I was thinking eh, maybe it's time to go back to Uncharted. No, it's not. Um, but Octopath Traveler. I swear to God. I love it. If those Last of Us 2 spoilers are real, I will never play a Naughty Dog game again. Yeah. Just put it out there. <laughs> uh, so, Octopath Traveler, it's... Um, do, do you remember what it is? It's the... It's a square RPG. Yeah, it's the 2D. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really 3D, but it's, yeah. it sort of presents itself old as 2D. Old school. Yeah. Um, yeah, an old school RPG. And that's what I love most about it, is it's, it's very old school, you know, like... To me, RPGs today have gotten too confusing, too complex, yeah. especially, you know, Final Fantasy XV... I always think, like, I kind of want to try I want to go back to it, but when I think of the battle system, I just think, I want no part of that ever yeah. again. Like, it's so confusing, so complex. I mean, it's live action, which yeah. they thought people want, but no, you know, like, I, I actually like playing RPGs just because they're slower paced. Yeah. You can just sort of relax, and there is strategy there. Right. I mean, like, you know, sometimes you're up against a boss, and if, if you don't strategize right you're yeah. not gonna win yeah you're definitely not gonna win yeah so i mean it's not like it's it's boring it's yeah. just it's different it's a different pace it's just yeah pacing is but now i, get, like, I, get, oh, I need, I I need something a little days. maybe maybe a little more action-packed so doom maybe i'll play this week or doom eternal yeah did you buy well, it? no i won't play doom eternal oh, okay. i think i get through the first one. Oh, <laughs> doom's great i i can't the thing is, I'm scared to go back to the OG now that I've played yeah. Eternal, just because I don't know. So you think Eternal's better? I do. I, I, I've i seen people on YouTube making the case that one is better than two. Well, people feel both ways. There's a lot of people that feel that Doom Eternal is the best FPS ever made, and there's a lot of people that feel that the first, that 2016 is... Yeah, better. I guess we can't call it the first, but... Yeah. I, I, the, the, the thing with Doom Eternal is that they took I don't know how to describe it they, they took what they did with 20, Doom 2016 and they turned everything up like 10 notches and they it's, it, I don't know how to describe it other than it's more than a shooter it's almost as if it's a shooter and an action game in one like because you have to constantly replenish your own health your own ammo your own armor it's not just shoot some stuff and keep walking forward. It's like these big encounters that you're constantly having to manage and move quickly, shoot, jump off this, jump off that, you know, use this weapon against this type of enemy, chainsaw this enemy for ammo, set these guys on fire so you can get your armor back, boost into that. Like, it's just, it's super high octane. And, and I think the first Doom was more... Not first Doom. <laughs> Doom twenty sixteen is 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 more. It's high octane, but it's a more traditional FPS. Whereas this is like I don't know how to describe it. I, I really don't because a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. I heard th- there's a lot of people who I know play Doom Eternal, and they immediately say this is way too hard because you can't just play it the way you want to play it like a traditional shooter. 
Like you have to chain, get in close and chainsaw enemies. You have to set them on fire. You have to like utilize all your abilities. And there's a lot of people who kind of just want to run forward and shoot. Yeah. And so that's depends on what style you I like. Was, I was watching videos on it because yeah. you know you, you've been so high on it, and I was thinking to myself like, I don't know. I think maybe I just want to run forward and shoot. But I mean, they're both great. It's just, it's just a matter of like almost like what mood you're in. You yeah. Know, like. It, it just and I think again, people are making a but too too big a deal to how different they are because yeah. they're not that now in Eternal they, they start you with the shotgun not the pistol right? there's no pistol in Eternal at all wow all the weapons in Eternal you know I wish Doom 1 was like that I wish you guys all the weapons in, in Eternal every single one is incredible like every single one just yeah you know, I gotta get I gotta get you know, kinda in the way that you described I was kind of thinking to myself that I'm a hypocrite because I criticized Breath of the Wild because you know you said like well it forces you to use all the weapons and you really liked that yeah like I really liked that about Eternal. I mean at first I really hated it I, yeah. I hated that the weapons broke I mean I at first I was right there with you I yeah. hated it but as I progressed I was like okay I, I get it yeah I get it and it, and it like it made me actually appreciate the weapons when I yeah. had them because like I, I knew it was going to break soon. Yeah. So I was like, oh, thank God I got this weapon. Thank See, God I got this I, weapon. I, like, once you get into Eternal's gameplay loop, I really feel like it's so, so good. Like, if you if you, if you you sit there and you don't, for example, chainsaw enemies, and you can't just chainsaw enemies anytime you want, but if you don't do it regularly, you're going to run out of ammo like, yeah. pretty quickly. And those are the people who are going, this is too hard, it's stupid, I can't use the gun I want. Well, it's because you're not, like, playing the game, like, at its peak yeah. performance. Like, you're just trying to use one gun, and that's what it doesn't want you to do. It doesn't want you to just run through the whole game shooting the rocket launcher at everybody, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I get that. It, it, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love it. And I get why, like, you know... If you're a game developer and you you put all this time into creating all these weapons, like you don't want them just to run through, yeah. pull, you know, everybody running yeah. through with the AR or whatever. Yeah, you know, you, you want them to use all the weapons because you spent time on. And like it, it gives me a feeling of like Doom Eternal does, like a desperation in the single player that like you only really get in most multiplayer games. Like, there's just so much going on and so much that, like, you're just, like, sweating and, like, oh, like, like, just, it's a feeling of, like, you're on this unstoppable, like, force of nature, it, but, like, you feel like at any moment, like, in this blink of an eye, like, that you're just gonna, like, just get run over by Is that what you were playing this week? Doom Eternal? I'm, I play a whole bunch of stuff. I was actually gonna talk more about it than watching. No. Do you have what, other... What? What have you been watching? Do you have other stuff you want to go over? Or? Not really this week. This week I... Um... Um, so I had a couple things that I've been watching that I haven't got to talk about. The biggest one I want to talk about, though, is Midnight Gospel. So this is the creator of Adventure Time. has that new... It's a new Netflix right. series, right? right? And it's been very divisive. And I want to give my opinion on it. So Adventure Time... I guess you could say it's like Rick and Morty in some way. It's got its very own... It has a, oh yeah, I don't know a lot big of people. Following. People yeah. know, big following. It had a clear. It was wacky and psychedelic and funny and did did tell a story, but had a lot of randomness in it. Um, so everybody, a lot of people were expecting like a follow up to Adventure Time, like that 
but adult because like the trailers are full of blood and profanity and uh, this is not that at all and what I found with Midnight Gospel which I actually love this is a great idea I had no idea that this is what it was until I was like two episodes in and I started to figure it out and then I had to google it to confirm what I thought it is an animated podcast so the creator of Adventure Time teamed up with this comedian who has his own podcast I like that and He's like, I've been listening to your podcast. I think it's hilarious. I think it deals with a lot of like very deep themes, but in like a very like funny kind of like random humor kind of way. And a lot of people keep saying like you have to be high to appreciate it. I don't believe that. But so basically they planned out this series. Uh, The main character at the beginning of every episode, it's he's like in space and he has he has his own space cast, and he has this universe simulator. So he takes a minute and he goes to whatever random crazy universe he wants to go to, and he gets there, and uh, he always finds somebody to interview for his space cast. (laughs) So like for example, in the first episode, which is concept wise, is definitely the most straightforward. But it's the easiest to explain. Because it has all the elements of Adventure Time. A complete randomness. Like, just like, what the... <laughs> you know, like, so, what? Is, it, is it... Are they actually podcasts or no? Or is that just like a story device? No. Well, that's what people is divisive to people. So, it's definitely actual podcasts. Oh, really? And they've added minor light story okay that's kind of cool to it Comedy Central used to have a show like that I, I think it was just um, they would take comedian stand up mm-hmm. and then whatever they were talking about they, mm-hmm. they would animate mm-hmm. and so like you know you, you'd hear the, the comedian yeah. doing like the stand up bit and then it would just show you like what, the, what and it was yeah. hilarious it, it, was, it was hilarious it's it was not, so good it's not like that it's more like that there's two characters, so the main character and then whoever the guest is, are always like going through something, some craziness that's happening on whatever planet they're on. Yeah, and it's it's complete lunacy. Like, well, what is this on? Netflix. Okay. So like complete lunacy, like whatever it is, you know. But they're always they're talking about something very deep. So like in the first episode, this is the easiest one for me to describe. He goes to a planet, and he's like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse planet. You know, I'm going there. So he goes there. And who does he land right next to? The president of the United States, who's, like, sniping zombies. And, you know, what do they end up talking about for the whole episode? Uh, like, like drugs, basically. And But, like, and not, like, in, like, a stoner, like, ha-ha-ha drug. Like, yeah. like, like, the science of drugs and, like, the... Uh, the, the relationship between drugs and humans. It's really deep. Yeah. But the whole time they're like fighting off like hordes of zombies. And like random stupid stuff is happening that makes you like laugh and just like what the... F-? And like... So like... It, it's almost like... I've... What I've got from it is A, it's something very unique. And I'm really enjoying it. It's a different pace. But it's also like really mind opening too. And you... I find all the people who are saying you got to watch it high, like, I'm like, you're really kind of missing the point, I think, because the discussions are, like, really high level, like, like, theoretical, philosophical, like, if you're watching this and you're not, like, attentive, you're not 
really getting the experience that they've obviously the animation is almost secondary yeah but it's not like it's it's really hard to if you watch the first episode yeah I mean that's that's really interesting I mean I I definitely they're only 20 minutes long but I don't know if I I want to subscribe to Netflix they're only 20 minutes long yeah so speaking of only 20 minutes long I um I guess I'll 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 throw out that I've been watching uh, some Quibi yeah have you heard Quibi I have yeah every episode's 10 minutes or less Pretty good. I, I think their entire launch has been sort of derailed by Corona. coronavirus. Yeah. Because a lot of their content is um, live action mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or not live action, but um, sort of sort of like ESPN and, and like they have ESPN, they got Weather Channel, mm-hmm. they got, you know, like they got a bunch of, you know, like news kind of things, but they can't really do all that much because coronavirus. Yeah. So... I mean, it's it's really kind of interesting to think of what what could this be? Yeah, when we're we're not in a pandemic. Yeah, lockdown. It's basically the new age television for what's the generation below us? Z. Yeah, that's what it's for. Um, I mean, I watched like ten minutes. I watched half half an episode of something while I was uh, standing in line waiting yeah. to get cashed out. It so is I'm, clever. Yeah, it is kind of cool. I, I think it is. It's sort of fitting. And, and they just said that they were gonna release. Um, because uh, right now you can only watch it on your phone. Yeah. You can't watch it on your yeah. TV. So, but they said that they they have something in the works so you can watch it on TV. But yeah. You have to pay more. Yeah, all makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean they got some really big names. Yeah, they got some really big names. They That's mean, what Reno, the new Reno episode. Yeah, they got be. Reno. So, um, and the other thing I've been watching is uh, Tales from the Loop on Amazon Prime. They got um, think of it like it's sort of. The Twilight Zone meets sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So isn't Twilight Zone sci-fi by nature? Well, yeah, but I mean, like when you typically think of sci-fi, at least I think of like robots like and, and futuristic Day. things. And well, it's it's just sort of futuristic. Yeah, it's like Twilight Zone in the future. Yeah, there's like robots and AI and stuff, and. Each episode really tries to set sort of like a vibe. Yeah. Like there's very little yeah, talking theme. usually. Yeah. You know, so it just sort of lets like a feeling come through. Yeah. Very interesting. I've only watched the first two episodes, but uh, it, it really wasn't what I expected to be, but it's not bad by any stretch. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to continue on with that. So yeah, Midnight Gospel, I'm trying to make it through that. Uh, there's not many episodes. I think there's like eight or nine, maybe ten, but they're only 20 minutes. And like you can't watch it when you're tired because like you want to be attentive it's, oh yeah it's really good well that's like and everything happens like the animation like a lot of the things that happen are so quick yeah like if you're not paying attention you won't catch it and it's really funny it's yeah. like like during this I'm, see I can't believe you enjoy this but you can't you can't understand Rick and Morty well the, like the first episode this is I'm only gonna I don't want to spoil much of the rest of it and because the random stuff does happen like so as they're just for one scene, like as they're fighting off these zombie hordes and walking around talking about drugs, <laughs> they've got a dog with them. And for whatever reason, the president keeps reaching down into the dog's fur and is pulling out more and more guns. <laughs> and he keeps, like, he keeps going to the dog, like every like five seconds. Like unloads a bunch of clips, throws them, goes with it. And it's just, I don't know, it's just funny. But the, and like every once in a while, they must have gone back. They must have done separate, you know, runs. So, like, there's most of it is, like, the podcast content. 
But then there's also short bits of, like, the story content. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's doing his podcast, but then all of a sudden, like, he gets impaled by this, like, giant, like, horned, like, buffalo or something. And he just starts screaming, you know, like, get this fucking thing off me, get this. And it's, I don't know. It's just, just, it goes, like, all over the place. Yeah. It's just really entertaining. Uh, I'm also on the final episode of the Watchmen series on HBO. Highly, don't know how it ends, but highly recommend it to anybody because it it it, hit, it manages to balance like all the things that I didn't think it could possibly pull off. I thought either it would align itself too close to the original and just kind of be a retread, or it would kind of like disrespect or retcon the original. I, I just didn't think that there was any way that they could make it. It's cohesive and and its own thing and respectful, but they totally did. It is part. It is. I mean, I don't know how it ends, but they did a really good job. The music's insanely well done. Now, did you watch Chernobyl on no, HBO? Not yet. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah. Well, today is actually thirty-four days or thirty-four years to the day. Really? Of today? Chernobyl. Wow. Yeah, today. And uh, is that only like five episodes or something? Yeah, it's only like five or six episodes. Okay. It's very I'll, short. I'll try to watch it. Yeah, next. once you watch the first episode, you'll, you'll be hooked. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody's... I think I'll just have a hard time getting everybody to watch it. Which the thing is, is... I feel like in this environment, though, it's, it's sort of... You don't get a lot of... Like, when you watch... I, when I watch something, I, like I pretty Irma, much have to watch it. With I actually think everyone will be interested because it, it, it does revolve around, like, the medical experiences... Yeah, yeah. ...of these guys yeah. after all their exposure. yeah. So I think I'll sell know, that to her. I think it will actually suck her in. She's at home watching Ratatouille right now. So, <laughs> as far as what I've been playing, nothing you know that I need to like talk about. Apex, Valorant, yeah. other Doom, you know, yeah. nothing I need to talk about. Getting through that backlog. No, I'm not. I'm just building a back bigger backlog, playing the multiplayer. Game. Well, as I'm playing Octopath, I mean, I'm I'm 30 hours plus in Octopath. Yeah. Really. And, I'm, you know, I just keep thinking of all these other games. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I'm never going to get through any of these. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of Godspeed stories to get through, and I think we should actually try to Godspeed them. I think you're right. So, uh, you going first or am I going first? I'll go first. You're reading first? Yeah. Because this first one is this one. <laughs> AMC planning... Uh, is it McConey? Michonne. Michonne. Focus miniseries. Are you, are you excited for even How more many, Walking Dead? <laughs> no, I'm not. They uh, No, that's all I got to say. That, that horse is so dead. Yeah. I, you know I love that horse. but that Every, horse. All anybody cares about at this point is the Rick movies. God. Everything else should just pretty much go on all God. Uh, Jason Schreier is starting at Bloomberg next month after leaving Kotaku. Wow. that surprise you? That does surprise me. Do you know why he went to Bloomberg, he said? No. He said it's because... They will let him. This has always been his thing. He likes to write about like the labor side and like like kind of like the internal happenings. And they said that's what they want, and that's like his forte. Yeah. So he was like, "I'm in." That's that's surprising. Very surprising. But Bloomberg business, you know, labor. I mean, I've always liked I've always liked the Bloomberg Channel. Makes sense. Um, Apple goes full Apple and charges seven (laughs) hundred dollars for wheels. Are you buying these? Uh, am I gonna buy them? No. I, I, I mean, what I'm the not, hell is wrong with them? Honestly, I, I feel like this is just a flex. 
for that. I think I feel the same for the luxury crib. They, they, they do trash like this, just to like, just to like enhance the brand. Yes, just to make it's the only value their brand. appear. So they only know their brand. damn well nobody's buying these. Yeah. No, they know. Yeah. Streets of Rage Four releases in four days. Wow. You playing it? Oh, absolutely. All right. In fact, it's launching in the Game Pass. What? Yes. I still don't care. No, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Tell Lies from the creator of Her Story out on consoles on April 28th. April uh, 28th. Uh, Her Story, highly recommend this game to anybody who can play it. It's pretty much on every platform, I think. You can probably get it for less than $5. It will change your mind of what a video game is. And that's why I want to play Tell Lies. I haven't yet. Did I ever tell you about Her Story? I'll sum it up in 30 seconds. Take it away. You watch real videos of a woman telling us, like, a, like you're the detective, and you're, you're interviewing her. And based on your inputs, she tells her story. And it's really good. I highly recommend it. Because you have to figure out, tell the truth, is she lying? It's really good. You can get it for like $2. And it takes like two hours to finish. Yeah. And I I think you have to go through the fi- like files on her computer. And like maybe that's how it works. Look, Google it. It's really great. And is it's this, is this a detective game or like a uh, creepy exploit <laughs> detective simulator? I think it's about. I think you're investigating a murder. All I can think of is uh, "Tell Me Lies" the song. Which song is it? Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. <laughs> and next time on Math Rendition, so <laughs> karaoke, yeah. karaoke, God mode karaoke episode coming next week. Uh, Sony is developing a One Punch Man movie. Uh, have you ever watched this show? Well, you know, no. I've heard it's great. Everybody yeah, somehow I've, I've says it's great. great. The concept is dumb as hell. It is, but how, that's why. And but everybody I've ever talked to swears it's amazing. <laughs> how? It's like I know. Doesn't even win every fight in one punch. One punch. Like, <laughs> but the only thing I can think of is, did you ever watch the movie Snatch with Brad Pitt? No. He knocks out everybody in one punch too, uh, and that's yeah. a really great movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Is this fun, you? Yeah, I think it is. Um, uh, You know, I will say this. Sony's slate of movies is slightly improving, in my opinion. Here's here's the trash. Don't let me forget this. Wait, wait. Oh, no, it's already on there. Never mind. Don't don't let me forget this. The the, the writer of the One Punch Man movie, Kurt said he literally almost threw up in his mouth, is the writer (laughs) of the first Venom movie. (laughs) Yes. Oh god. Uh Grunk signs with the box reunites with TB12. Yeah, you, know, you know what? You know what? This doesn't bother me that much cuz I'm not a Patriots fan. But you know what did bother me was uh what's his name? Jason Witten signing with the Raiders. What the f- What the f- go figure. What the f- He's got to go back to the booth. What a, what a middle finger. He, he should reunite with... Uh, he came Roma. out of retirement to come back to help win the Cowboys at Super Bowl. Yeah. After one year, he goes and signs the Raiders? Yeah. I don't come on. Um, Venom is 2 is oh, now God. called Let There Be oh, Carnage. That is the dumbest name. <laughs> that is the dumbest title I've ever heard. With all due respect to Woody Harrelson, who I think is fantastic... The fact that he is Carnage is never going to sit with you. You know, there, there's actually a lot of good Carnage titles. And then they're like, no, we, we won't go with any of the good Carnage <laughs> We're going we're gonna to go with Let, Let There, there be, be Carnage. Carnage. 
God. This I think this was made the same person at Bethesda who made the decision to mix the Doom Eternal OST himself was the same kind of title. They could have gone with Maximum Just, Carnage. They yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. Venom, Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Done. Let there be Carnage. Really? Yeah. This is like Birds of Prey. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out to Xbox Game Pass in May on May 7th, I think it is. Um, the value of you Game already Pass, have it. It's not through the toilet. You already have it. Yeah, and they're going to pull off GTA 6 yeah. or 5 to... Um, Put this on. You know, I actually wonder if I'm Microsoft, I'm not putting games like this on Game Pass. And I'll tell you why. It's because people will play that one game for 300 hours and then all the 900 other games on there won't get touched. Yeah, well. That's why they got to rotate them out. I don't know. I don't expect it to be on there very long. I mean, GTA 5's only been on there for a few months, right? Has it? I, I think. Know. It I is think, a good value. I think it's for, a great value. I think for, um, you know, maybe there's like a contract behind yeah. this. Or, probably. Or maybe they just look at it as sort of like a, an advertising well, what exercise. they probably hope, especially with a game this big, yeah. they get it for three months. People play it for 20, 30 hours. Yeah. It's gone. They go buy it. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. is Just before it leaves, they have, like, promotions. Yeah. And it's it's always on sale. It's at a deeper discount yeah. if you have Game Pass. So. so, in all honesty, it's a great get for Xbox and Game Pass yeah. altogether. I just can't I'm gonna play. I can't I'm going to play. I can't stand the game. Uh Travis Scott's Fortnite oh, concert was attended by 12 million people. 12 million people, live. So 9 million in-game and 3 million on stream. Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about Valorant breaking the record for the most watched game of all time with 1.6 million. Fortnite just hit 3 million. Just when you think it's... This just is, when you think you got away, they this, pull me back This in. is my idea of hell. <laughs> Travis Scott, just stop there. Travis Scott playing Fortnite. Just leave it there. That's the quote of the week. Um, Google announces Stadia Connect digital event to be held <laughs> Tuesday. Stadia's back. Nvidia likely announcing RTX 3000 series on May 14th. Now that 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 has me excited. Yeah, me too. I think those cards are gonna cost an arm and a leg, but. Uh, I'm really. I wish I could watch Stadia's digital event live because I have a feeling it's gonna be pure trash. Is this? What, I mean, what is that? This is like their their like E3 conference. I, I was watching. I was watching some Stadia uh, digital foundry videos. Yeah. I'm I'm blown away. Uh, I'm blown away. Yeah, I can't believe how bad it is. Here here's here's my final summation on Stadia. <laughs> Time's up. I, I mean. The, the graphics are even worse than like the Xbox One X, and, and how can that be? How's it worse than the Xbox One X? It has graphics. The most powerful worse. console. Well, Xbox One X, yeah, the, like, like a last gen console. Xbox One X. One X. Stadia should look worse than that. No, it shouldn't. Yes, it should. No, There's no hardware. Stadia is supposed to be like next gen. No, it's but it's not. Everybody knows that. It looks like trash. They, well, no. Because it's a gimped experience. When they announced it, they said it was 10 teraflops. It's not. Let me ten, tell you ten, something. It's ten not. 10 versus 6. It's supposed it's to be not. a lot stronger. And it's, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. It's getting its, its ass handed to it. Yeah, it's never going to be. In terms of be. graphics. It's never going to be. And then you throw in the, the input lag. And it's like... Who the hell wants this? Like, who who wants to pay full price for this crap? They're gonna have to, and maybe this is the conference where they announce, you know, changes. Yeah, because they need big changes. Could be. I have a feeling it's just gonna be a few games. I mean, I was sitting there watching. I was like, 
How, how could they have ever thought people would be like, oh yeah, take my money? That's what I, I don't think. Because it's still so new, I doubt it'll be like sweeping changes. I think this will be, hey, here's a few new games you might want to play. Don't forget we exist. And then maybe yeah. in the fall, they announce some changes. I mean, it's cool that you can like play it on your phone, I guess, but you have to give up so much. It's not yeah, worth like, it. It's definitely not worth it. I would it. rather play a mobile game that's well-suited for my phone than try to play Halo on my phone. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. If it's a good mobile game, like like like, like a Crash no Bandicoot mobile <laughs> game, no such thing. Yes, there are. But anyway, uh, that's it for this week. God Mode Unlocked episode eighty-eight down. We've gonna we're gonna have a lot more next gen news coming very very oh, quickly. God, it's a man. really exciting time. Ooh. Really exciting time. So, I guess we'll see you back here next week. Next episode, week. We're getting close to hundred. Literally. I'm hoping, well, there isn't even an E3 now, but but I bet if there had been an E3, our, our 100th episode probably would have been right about that. It would have been close. Yeah. It would have been close. No, yeah, you're right. It'd probably be a few episodes. Well, well you remember because we, we kind of started this whole thing because Irma was listening to us rant and rave. We were watching well, E3 true. downstairs yeah. two yeah. years ago. That's true. And she was like, I don't even know what you guys were talking about. And that was really funny. Yeah. So... Yeah, and if we didn't have like the lost episode, and <laughs> the devil's cut, and the uh, two um, Robocon episodes, yeah, we'd yeah. probably yeah we'd be right there on almost hundred. What what? A, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's but crazy. coronavirus, COVID nineteen. We had a couple weeks where we didn't do one too. We had like maybe like two weeks where we had no episode because there yeah. wasn't a lot of news. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But. Crazy times. We're almost 100 podcast episodes. Who would have thought? I know. Like, when I we started it. this, we're like, hopefully it'll work. Well, I was driving down the road today. I was like, oh, you know, it's been almost 100 episodes. And I was like,